This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ferris Torch Sports Podcast. I'm Brendan Sanders. Brody Kaiser. Austin Arquette. And we are here for another amazing episode of Torch Sports Talk. So, it's been an interesting two weeks. We, uh, last week decided to take just a little bit of a, you know, spring break. Like I said, to be fair, it was our spring break, so we deserved it. Yeah. Even though, you know, our college doesn't feel the same. <laughs> yeah. We, we needed a spring break, so. Where'd you go, Brody? Did you go back home too? Yeah, last yeah. week I went home. Yep. Yep. Brody went home. Got I a nice round of golfing. My dad, my buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm out. glad you guys got to go home. I never get to go home. Yeah. I'm no, always home. Yeah, you literally live at home. <laughs> so <laughs> took took a took the girlfriend to the golf course for the first time. So that was fun. Nice. How did that nice, go? So. Nice. Oh, she didn't play. She just rode. But oh, she was. Okay. She was a very timid driver of the golf cart, which is <laughs> hilarious. So it was a good I time. feel like that's always like the number one thing like my sister and my mom want to do is mm-hmm. they just want to drive the golf cart. They don't yep. even care about playing. My sister loves ri- uh, driving and my mom loves riding. So it's a nice. It's, it's always nice when they uh, take along. It's, it's fun. <laughs> so what what did you shoot? Do good? Uh, 44. So not great. Not terrible. Not great. Not great. Not great. Not terrible. Nope. That's about what my dad shoots. First, so. first time out, you know. Not too worried about it. But I'm usually a 52, so yeah, we take that. Yeah. But I went, played some basketball against Dad. He's what's amazing. The man's nearly 60 years old, right? I still cannot beat that guy. <laughs> yeah, but we've also heard very, very, very amounts of your athletic ability. awful athletic ability. Oh, 100 percent. Uh, and awful's putting it nicely. Well, thing about him. He's six one, right? Two hundred sixty five pounds. Okay, I'm six two, two hundred and eighty five pounds. Two hundred. He might be two seventy, two seventy five. Either way, what am I, Austin? What is my height and weight? Small and frail. Okay, I wouldn't go frail, but <laughs> easy <laughs> there. Bucko. You're six foot, right? Six foot. Uh, five ten, hundred forty five. Okay. The man out okay. almost doubles my weight. Mind you, you say 5'10 and 145, and you played offensive line. In in middle school. In middle school, yes, I played offensive line. Hey, sometimes being a guard, you just got to be fast. You well, be I mean, big. yeah. I wasn't fast, school, but I don't think oh, he's fast. Like, Have you seen true. the man Do we want to go into <laughs> another level a day of a discussion? I don't on think our, we have I don't the know. time I think, for I think that. today we got two weeks. We of, have uh, the time. We can go in. We can touch on it quickly. We can touch it briefly. So, middle school football. Did you all play? Yes. No. No, you didn't? Nope. I played. like the guy who could have played football. I played one year of football, and it was when I was in third grade. That makes sense. So, you know they do 40 times, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is where I did football all of middle school. You did 40 times? In 78ers, first practice. What? Yeah, eighth grade football, first practice. They won. We never did that. Yeah, well, we were a better football program. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to deny that. So... They go, th- first two years I had played offensive lineman, right? This first or this eighth grade year, they'd want me to try a uh, wide receiver because, oh. you know, five, five, uh, back then, five, five, 135 pounds. Okay, okay. So they think, oh, yeah, this guy could be a what? Let's put him at wide receiver. So they do 40 times, right? All these guys are doing a, 
Well, first off, did you do 40 times at all in high school? Or uh, we did all? it like for our physical, yeah, physical whatever class. Do you remember what, what you were in? Anywhere close? <laughs> Ballpark? Well, I, I was always around 5'2", five, 5'3". Two, five, three. Five, two, five, three. Lowest I ever got in mine was 4'8", 5". The lowest, if you want to say my fastest, I was proud of myself. For being fat, I got a five zero zero eight nine. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Four eight five. I hate that. Why? So, so you know they have us doing all these wide receivers running. Oh God, you know, I'm so scared low five. Say like seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> low fives. <laughs> you know, mid fours. Probably the fastest is mid fours with our team, right? I get up there. I'm excited. I'm ready to, you know, show off my blazing speed. Oh, boy. So, first time down. Run it. Head coach goes (laughs) (laughs) 6.8. Oof. Oof. I I was close. I I predicted 7. Yeah. I thought, man, maybe I got off to a bad start or whatever. I'll go twice as hard next time down. Ran it again. 6.8. (laughs) So this is kind of the point where I realized football probably wasn't going to be in my uh, future very quickly because uh, 5'5", 135 pounds running a 6.8 second 40 time. Jeez. I realized real quickly, not going to be able to play this in high school. I'm, I would die. Yeah. Especially when you, like, I'm not trying to say anything, but you are kind of small. Oh, yeah. I'm small. and I'm Especially, like, say you and me lined up against each other. Very, die. You would die. Die. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to. Try to race each other. I'd lose by a lot. And I'm, like, almost 100 pounds on you. Yeah. 150 yeah, pounds yeah, yeah. on you. No. So I'm very slow, very small, and it's very fun to try and play sports against <laughs> people. <laughs> Hey, so. at least he tries. That's the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we move on. So, what what sh- which edition do we want to go into uh, next? We might as well just start from the beginning. And then yeah, probably last week's week. first. All right, so we'll start off with the mask story since that was our front page. Yeah, and so I talked to a bunch of different athletes just getting their perspectives on uh, their mask rules and what they had to abide by, what was really going on. Um, I tried to reach out to Ferris Athletics, you know, because they're the ones that are busting out all these rules. And I got just same, didn't want to. the same old generic thing that we always get is we're following GLIAC standards. We're doing this. We're doing that. But then once you listen, and I think a lot of people, once you read the story and understand that there's so many different rules, you'll understand why there's so many. I feel like I left the article with more questions than I got answers. Yeah. Because... Like every single person I talked to had a different understanding, had a different like protocol, I guess you could say that they had to go under. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there was a foundation of a, this is what we have to do for all athletes across the board. No, I think that there was definitely a varying standard between even players on the same team about who. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Because I, like I said, I was texting you all week and letting you know, like, Hey, they're on the same team and they don't even know what they're doing. Exactly. Like this person says this, this person said that. And I guess I get it like for the injury people that I did talk to, like um, I think Adriana, yeah, she didn't really fully know because she's injured. So she always has to be wearing a mask no matter what, cause she's not playing. But then that just leads to my question. Okay. If you're going to fund a basketball program that 
can practice and whatever, and you test them six times a week, where a where's the funding coming from? Well, you don't have fans. You're not creating a bunch of revenue. B, are you gonna fund another inside sport once this sport's done? Is that where that's gonna go or what? Because my biggest thing is basketball teams didn't have to wear the masks, but volleyball they're across the gym and downstairs in a more confined space. Yes. But they're wearing masks when playing and practicing, and they're still getting tested the same amount. So where's the difference? I guess like, but they're not being tested the same amount of times, right? They were only no, tested they were only tested week, three times a week. And basketball so, is six. Yeah. So yeah. why where's why can't you afford the other three? And especially when basketball season was over, now why aren't they wearing masks? Yeah. And then like That's nobody weird. would talk to me about outside sports, and I figured outside sports. I mean, outside sports, you don't really need one. You're not outside. You're outside, but whatever. Yeah. And even then, I was. We could have been wrong on that because I'm pretty sure I saw softball was wearing face coverings. So I saw softball games. wear them, and then I saw softball not wear them. Yeah. So. So I think it's up to discretion because I saw them in pictures wearing it in Indy when they had their tournament, but then when they were. Um, they're full outside wherever they played when you did the story, Brody. They didn't have masks. I think, I think Brandon wrote that story. Or Brandon. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah. But, yeah, they didn't have masks, and I didn't see anybody in one. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. Well, hockey is also kind of interesting, too, because at least for the games that I attended here, the only people wearing masks in the in their um, bleacher area was the was the, or the bench area, sorry, was the coaches. Mm-hmm. And the players, you know, they have all got their face cards on and stuff like that. So I don't know if that really plays a, plays a role in it either, but... Hockey is even a different story, yeah. But yeah, you know, know. they are Division One, different conference, so that could that could also be. Well, and now you're going to think about it. That difference. We're getting football starting. Mm-hmm. What's football going to have to do? I mm-hmm. mean, nobody else really wear a mask. Soccer starts today. Soccer starts. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's a lot more of why why does this have to be so secretive and why can't you just tell me what the actual rules are? Like, there, I don't feel like there's a reason to be secretive about it, and I think it's kind of dumb to be secretive about it because it's like. Okay, everybody is used to this by now. It's been what a full year since we've been having to deal with masks. It's nothing new that anybody has to control. It's just something that we're getting used to. And I think it would have been better if there was just, hey, this is what we have to do. This is what's crossed all platforms. Or even if they said, hey, this is what we're doing for this sport because of the said so and so reason. Like that's mm-hmm. all I was looking for. But I just. I don't know. I just feel like they wanted to be more secret than anything. Right. And I don't think like with wearing masks, like you said, it's not it's not like they're hiding the identity of someone who has COVID, which that I get. That's totally, you know, that's privacy. No, absolutely. But but in general, everyone's wearing masks. So I don't know why we can't just know what team has to do what and why. Right. And the only reason I even sparked the story is because you said something about your track people that didn't even fully know. So, yeah. It's just, like I said, all sports didn't understand what they were trying to do. They still don't, and I think there's just a little more clarification needed. And across all boards, need to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. So, and I agree that I think they. I just wanted to see a little more transparency from athletics, just a little. Just, yeah, I we wasn't, all do. Yeah, we weren't. We weren't trying to, you know, out them on anything. We just mm-hmm. wanted to know, like. Yeah, and I think it's important for everybody to know because, I mean, that could be another step closer to having fans back sooner. Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, we move on. And uh, going to basketball, obviously, both teams uh, saw quick exits from uh, the tournament, huh? Yeah. So, uh, women's team lost two weeks ago to Wisconsin Parkside, who is the number one offense in the GLIAC. Uh, So, they knew they had a tough test coming in. 
Parkside shoots the lights out of the three-pointer, and they scored something like 90 points in the game. I can't remember exactly how much it was now. but uh, I think it was 96 or 97. Was it, was it that much? Yeah. Any, anyways, uh, Wessendorf mentioned it a little bit in his post-game interview with Rob that they just couldn't pull off the same sort of comeback they did earlier this year, down by 15, 16 points at halftime, and they were able to come back early in the year and win like 91-89. Not able to do the same thing in the GLIAC playoffs, obviously. Um, and then Mallory McCartney, was, she was talking about her, the difference in her scoring throughout the year because she was the GLIAC player of the week just like a month ago or so with that 30-plus point game against Purdue Northwest and then didn't eclipse six points in her final three games. So sort of just an inconsistency there with their leading score. Yeah. I'm going to give a little allude that that team next year is going to be, be different. Could be very that, good. It's going to be a very different team next year, and yep. especially because they're getting three of their stars back from injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and because of with COVID, they won't be they won't have to graduate anyone. Correct. Obviously, it's still up to the players, their decision, correct. Adrian and Shania. But That's going to be a really good one. Yep. If they can both come back and then you get a healthy Chloe, reason, healthy Ellie. Right. And the other we'll reason I allude different. to it is because I've talked to them, and that's my article this week coming yeah. out. So yeah, I know what's going on. I'm going to save it. Yep. But I will just leave it with they are going to be a good team next year. Yeah. Yeah. And Mallory said the same thing. She said straight, she told me, she's like, straight up, I think Ferris is going to be back to holding the North title next year. I think they will sure. too because they're going to have depth. Like, I'm not saying they are coming back, and I'm not saying they're not. I'm going to save it. But if you think about it, Caden Blanchard, mm-hmm. Mallory McCartney, Adrian Anderson, and Shania Huggins are your four guards. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you got. Well, say. and and Zoe played really well this well, year yeah, too. Zoe Anderson played yep, really so well as a, as a forward player. And for then them. you she have, played really well this year. Well, what's not Chloe the other post the transfer? Ellie, Ellie Dykstra. Ellie Dykstra. Yeah, she yep. actually led the she actually led the team in against Parkside with 16 points so, in a playoff game. And so. I think that's just gonna the more the girls get around each other and keep going, I think they're I think there's something special building there. Yep, I yep. agree. And Westendorp in his first season too did a pretty good job with the team coming in during COVID, who lost a lot, lost three senior starters from the season before, had coach transition. Um, yeah. I agree. D- he took he took what was handed to him and did a pretty good job. In my oh, opinion. absolutely, absolutely. Mind so. you, all the bells and whistles that were thrown about, oh, we're going to have a season, we're not going to have a season. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, I think moving to this week, we're going to kind of go a little quickly here. Um, moving on to this past week's paper articles. Yeah, so I had an equestrian article um, just about a former senior that was a big part of the equestrian club team. It's a good feature. Here. I thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I thought I could have done a little bit more with it. Um, I just was kind of running out of room and where to go. Um, but yeah, she just really talked about her time here during Ferris, um, how she even got into riding an equestrian. Uh, her name's Rachel Milky. Uh, I actually used to work with her at Tractor Supply when I worked there. Nice. Uh, so that's how I kind of remembered my connection with her. Um, <laughs> but just really what struck me about the whole story is that like this girl from like the age of three has been around horses. And to stay around an animal for that long is just insane. Like, and she's still doing it. She still wants to like, I think she, if I remember correctly, she wanted to go into therapeutic, um, like horseback riding and stuff like that to teach kids and do everything like that. Her biggest dream was to open up a riding facility. Um, she doesn't know if that's going to happen because they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said that she'd rather just donate her time to one if that comes to that. So. Like I said, I just thought it was a really good, uh, unique opportunity, especially with National Women's Month and everything going on. So I thought I thought it was a really good feature, just because this type of content we don't really get in the paper. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think about equestrian all that much, but it's nice nope. to for them to get recognition and and to have a type of story like that in the paper. 
I agree. I think that that was a solid, uh, again, solid feature, as Brody said. Just talking about a different sport. Not a lot of people really think about that as, you know, something that really even takes place here at the it just doesn't get a lot of attention it just doesn't get yeah exactly that's all it comes down to is it doesn't get a lot of attention and i mean club sports are still sports it's not yeah that they don't matter as much it's just they don't get the coverage that they deserve sometimes Mm -hmm. correct yep so it's cool to see that so and then brody you finally got to cover the end of the worst season of Ferris State hockey dun, in history. Dun, dun, dun. It was, you know, the re- the really fun thing was I got to, Harrison Watt was was nice enough to let me use it or to to watch the games uh, against Minnesota State because obviously they're at Minnesota State. Yeah. So I was able to tune in and watch the games, which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. And the guys played their hearts out. Like yeah. you you could just see well, on the ice, played. like they've left everything they had, whatever they had left in the tank was on the ice that with those two games. Mm-hmm. Zero zero the first game going into the third period. I think with ten minutes left in the third period, it was still zero zero. I ended up losing three nothing. Next night was three to one, one goal with an empty net with a minute left. So two to one really final, but three one actual final. Um, and then Daniels, you know, acknowledged that it was not the season that he wanted, not the season he hoped for, mm-hmm. not the season he expected. Um, but he was proud of the way his guys fought in those final two games. And I don't, I don't think that anything that he said there was wrong because they did. They really left it all out there. I, I agree, but I, uh, it was frustrating. This year was just, in, yeah, one in twenty three and one. Like it all comes down. Yes, they played their heart out and stuff. We still went one twenty and mm-hmm. one. Right, like, and. You know the thing is, is they may have played their best hockey in the playoffs, but it but they didn't. It didn't matter because they were playing one of the best teams in the nation. Exactly. And the only way to not have done that was to play better during the regular season, win a few more games, and they just they they couldn't do it. <laughs> the yeah. one win they had this year came against Division Two Trine. They tied um, Bemidji, I believe. They yeah. won the shootout. Yeah, they, so yeah, they somehow tied Bemidji. Yeah, got the got the shootout win, but the NCAA counts it as a tie. So, you know, not just not a great season, put in it nicely. No, yeah. I think we probably, I feel like we could have gone in a little harder on them mm-hmm. with the article with that article. Oh, I definitely could have. I about had I was talking with uh, Garrett on Thursday after one of our classes, me and Cora was. He wanted a f- tombstone. He wanted tombstone on the article. <laughs> tombstone graphic and all that. I had it designed, sent it to Charlie. And had was having Charlie design it. Cora pulled it. <laughs> she said it wasn't professional enough or whatever. Now, okay. So I mean, I see both sides. I see both sides. Yeah, I was it's just like, gonna say I see both sides. It's like it's appropriate for the situation, but is it appropriate to label our hockey team with a team? And then stuff? there goes. I don't know. I, I can yeah. see it either That's way. Where I, Cora kind of saw it, but I see where Cora's coming from from the respect standpoint, and I definitely see where Garrett's coming from from like the print edition of the paper right like the, yeah the, the going with well, the article this is just he wanted us to probably go in even harder just because again mm-hmm. this was the worst season in fair state hockey history yep and arguably and probably the worst season in the ncaa division one hockey this year too oh yeah they, I, they had, I also wonder their worst record in college hockey this year i think i threw that in I, the deck. yeah, yeah. I, that's what i, I was gonna say so i also wonder though how how much motivation it really comes down to because they have all their online classes. They have to deal with all these COVID tests. And I'm not saying that no other team has to deal with this, but it's just different when you have all this other juggling and traveling to so many different other areas. Sometimes you don't even travel until five minutes before you're about to play. Yeah. And it's just insane. Yeah. I I don't know. And 
for me, it was... So the games were on Friday and Saturday. I had to have the article in by Saturday night or Sunday morning. Yeah. So it wasn't like I had five, six days to plan questions mm-hmm. for Daniels. It was just like right after the game, I had to ask him. And yep. I guess I probably could have went in on him a little harder. And could've. if I had more time, I definitely would have. It's yeah. just in the spur of the moment there, it was just like, I've what do you think about the game? That I know pre-COVID, when you do get to go to those press conferences with Bob Daniels and stuff, if you don't say your questions, whew, they're gone. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know, but, I know that, and I know it's not easy, especially when you're put on the spot right yeah. then and there, especially in because it's a D one, so it's a professional post game interview, and mm-hmm. it's it's a new atmosphere. So. Then randomly walking up, hey, how do you think this game went, Coach Brockema or <laughs> Coach Winthrop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again, live and learn. Yep, you'll improve by next year with it. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. you don't. And that's have the thing, to cover. student journalists. I'm I'm aiming to just get better. That's exactly. all I'm trying to do. That's all we ever do. Exactly. So. All right, should we wrap her up with a quick March Madness March preview Madness. real quick? Yep, dun, dun, preview. Dun, dun. So, first off, you, predictions, <sighs> Final Four. So, I love how you just point and say you. It's like tough you because <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because I've got two different brackets right now. I've got a bracket with my friends, which I won't go into, and then I've got this one with the torch. So, for the torch, I've got uh, Iowa winning the whole thing because I want a Big Ten team to win. I, I think this is the Big Ten's year. And with Michigan, unfortunately, not having livers, I think they had a pretty good shot until that happened. Um, Illinois still has a good shot, I think, but I'm going with Iowa. I think they see Gonzaga again in the Elite Eight, um, and they even the season series, and then they uh, Luka Garza retires a champion. I just can't agree with you of them losing to the Zags. I, I have the Zags. I mean, I, I can't bet against them. What I do don't, you have Final you, Four? My final four, I have, I believe, I had the Zags, Michigan, and I Illinois. I'm pull I can so pull I it up. I th- yeah, I don't want to screw up. I know I'm I have saying. Iowa winning. I'm pretty sure I have Illinois in the final four, um, and then my other teams were. So I have Baylor? Iowa versus Texas no. and Baylor versus Illinois, yeah. and then Iowa beating Baylor in the finals. Yep. Yeah, so my final so, four, I have Gonzaga and Michigan because I still think Michigan's a great team without livers. I think through Juan Howard coming back from his suspension of that one game, getting kicked out, he's going to rally this team and say, hey, that was on me. We're going to get this team, and we're going to go get this championship for Isaiah Livers. But I just I don't see them getting past Gonzaga. I really don't. Gonzaga's such a well-rounded team, and I have mm-hmm. them losing to Gonzaga. And then I have Baylor and Illinois. I have I have all four one seeds making it because I think all four one seeds really can. I don't see uh, them. Uh, has that ever? I'd love to know if that's ever happened. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, know. I want to, that's and that's why I think unlikely, but I still think it could happen. <laughs> it could I really happen. do. I don't see I don't see one team that can get upset on the one seeds. Here's I mean, I do. I do, but at the same time, you're an Ohio State fan. That's why you th- you keep saying that because you have Ohio State winning it all. Well, then yeah, let's. Real so, quick, I just want to I just want to say yeah. two things that reasons why main reasons why I don't have Gonzaga winning this bracket. I actually do have them winning my other bracket. And just in case anyone was wondering, two things. Number one, last time the NCAA tournament was played, the consensus favor to win was Duke, lost in the Elite Eight to a team that was not supposed to compete with them in Michigan State. I think the same thing could happen this year with Gonzaga. Heavy favorites to win it. They run up against a team that's got the National Player of the Year in Luca Garza, and that's the second reason. No, I Luca Garza senior. I think that he could legitimately carry Iowa to a tr- to a championship. So it that's really well that's really happen. the main reason. And like I said, if 
if Gonzaga does end up losing, then half the people that had them winning their brackets are trash. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, we all remember 2018 where mm-hmm. uh, number one seed Virginia uh, got upset by a 16 seed. Yep. So, so yeah. anything can happen. It's March, baby. It's, it's March what Madness. we live for. It's what we live it's for. It's the one time that we've been all waiting for it. I mean, we waited, what, two years for this to come back? Uh-huh. All right, boss. What's all right, your take? So I have – We already know it's Ohio no. State. We, I have actually kind of the same first half of the Final Four as Austin with Gonzaga, Michigan. And then I divert just a little and go Ohio State, Oklahoma State in the final. Oklahoma other final State. See, Oklahoma State's a good pick, I think. They're They'll a very, very low-key pick. They did win the Big 12 mm-hmm. over Which Baylor. Which many people would say is even better than the Big 10 this year. Exactly. So they got the best player in the country in Cade Cunningham, who's going number – Probably number one overall in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're just a really – the fact that they beat Baylor and they beat Texas in the Big Ten tournament kind of shows to me that they're better than – that they have probably the best shot. And that's why I also use that for logic for Ohio State where they were able to beat Purdue, beat uh, Michigan, and came very close to beating Il- – Illinois. So just I just want to clarify you have Oklahoma State upsetting Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. uh I will That's just gonna say, be a good game though. I will just say I have to take this little bit of a sweet moment because my Spartans choked, choked. last night. Oh yeah. Choked. But oh yeah. Absolutely but, choked. But beat Michigan, beat Illinois, beat Ohio State. Yep. Yeah, for one week. You so had we that should for one week. That we should be a, we should be a one seed, right? You had that <laughs> one week run where you yeah. guys were hot. Yep. Imagine we had, we had the Tom Izzo streak for two week there, two weeks there, and then and then back to the Michigan State of old. So I I'm, still think if they all still come back, that that well, Langford already said team. he's done. Yeah, yeah. Langford. Henry announced. will go pro. Yeah. Imagine uh being Michigan State, allowing a three before the half to only be up eleven. And just having that collapse your team at halftime. Literally. It wasn't even a three. It wasn't yeah. a two. No. His toe was his, on the line. His toe was so on the line. Why? And they ruled it a two. So yeah. <laughs> they got it right. It's, uh, and dude. having that just collapse your team at halftime. I was being, by the way, team. I was being totally sarcastic when I was when I was bragging about Michigan State. I have absolutely <laughs> nothing to brag about them for. They are they were horrible this year. It was pathetic to watch. I'm glad their season's over so I don't have to suffer through watching their games anymore. Yeah, so... I like one of the things that a uh, says about guys is that you got dis- when they got you got disregard whenever they say something then say but like call me whatever but well I'm gonna use that against her <laughs> oh. call me biased but <laughs> I have Ohio State winning it all this year I have a serious question to ask do you ever like just ever bet against Ohio State, Why even if I you know that? they suck. Why would I do that? I'm, do I'm you just bet asking. I'm just Detroit? asking. Do you bet against the Lions? Are you just saying that because I have a Lions hoodie on right now? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I am. I actually do bet against them because... That's a smart move. We know that they're smart bet. absolutely See, ass sometimes. I, think, I honestly think Ohio State has a chance. I know. It's not they like, do. It's they not really like, do. I don't, I don't think they're going to be a popular pick. and I don't no. think that they will actually win it. But if Ohio State walks away from this in, in three weeks and they walk away tournament champions, it would not be like, wow, that came out of nowhere like no. Loyola Chicago did mm-hmm. for their Final Four run. It, but it will be it will be not as popular a pick as Gonzaga, Baylor, yeah. Illinois. Oh, it's definitely going to be a bracket those buster. Other teams. But it's definitely going to be a bracket they buster. They have, to me, the best small ball team in the, in the nation. Yes. I would agree. If and they have the best small ball single player 
mm-hmm. in the nation, EJ Liddell. Yep, and Liddell. the compliment in Dwayne Washington. Correct. If they had one more star player, no, they would be they, a one seed easily. Well, I mean, they have the Big Ten. What's what's your three point shooter? The dude that sticks out his tongue all the time. Dwayne Washington. Yeah, Washington. No, the yeah. C.J. Walker. No, the dude with the, the tattoos and everything. Dwayne Washington. Wa- is that Washington? I'm, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Washington. Okay, but I'm sorry. No, I My think if Ohio State <laughs> had if they had one center, one good seven foot tall guy. Seven foot tall guy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. maybe maybe six ten, six eleven. Mm-hmm. Just someone to match up against the your Kofi Coburns of the world. Yeah, the yeah. Coburns, the whatever Purdue center Chuck that Anna they Williams, had. Yeah. If they had one six, good six eleven guy, not even great, just a good one. See, I think and that's where win. I think you guys are going to get into trouble. I think that's where Ohio State's going to oh, get yeah. into no, trouble. That's their is, one weakness. is because. He cannot stay in games. He gets foul trouble every single game. Who L- does the one Liddell? Liddell. Yeah, he does get. He gets in a lot he? of foul trouble. I guess I, I guess I've only watched a few of Ohio State's yeah. game, and the well, few that I have seen, he hasn't. But it yeah, it he, wouldn't surprise me if he does because he, he plays tough. Lot, yeah, he gets in a lot of foul trouble, and the, I mean that's not anything knocking on him. I mean, post players get it hard sometimes with fouls well, and yeah, whatever. And he, but Andy's going up against guys who are five inches taller. Oh, absolutely. So and I mean, I think that's going to be a different maker, especially when they. I I have them getting to against Illinois. Yep, I do. Too. I have them I losing to Illinois though. I only have them losing Illinois because that duo Illinois has is just insane. They've worked together so well, and I just don't think Ohio State's going to match it, with especially the height difference with Liddell's going to have to guard. Correct. Mm-hmm. So It's going to be an interesting tournament, that's for sure. Uh-huh. I, I think this year is, like I said in, in my little blurb for the torch, this year is way more top-heavy than we're used to. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And then the teams in the middle aren't great like they normally are, but the teams lower, like six, seven, eight seeds, there's some really, really good teams oh, down there. Watch out for guys like, uh, shoot, what's the college? I can't remember. I'm thinking LSU's Cam Thomas, SEC Player of the Year. Yep. And then their other guy, I can't remember what his other That's going to be his tough if Michigan either, can get through that first LSU, round. LSU, if they can put 85 points on the board like they were for more, a good part of this season, they're going to be a tough out. Well, I'm saying uh, watch out for... Colgate, yes, Colgate. Yeah, Colgate gets has a serious shot against Arkansas. Today. I think they have a good sure. shot, but I think I think Moses Moody pulls it out. Yeah, I just am. I'm hoping the Wolverines can still rally around. Honestly, Isaiah I'm a Livers. I'm a Sparty fan, but I I'm I'm a root for Michigan all the way. I I really was hoping Isaiah Livers could play because I and think they could have made a Final Four run, and I just don't think they can without him. Unfortunately, no, it's really I, sad. I'm a Michigan but. fan. I'm a diehard Michigan fan. And I I agree with you. I just. I, I'm hoping their whole indefinitely thing is going to stay like, <laughs> hey, we're going to make it as far as we can, and then um, he's going to be fine. We're just going to hold him out for a little bit longer. Yeah. But, I mean, he's also got to sit here and think about He's a senior. He's going to the pros, and he's going to do all this other stuff. I mean, he's got to do it ultimately is best for him. Yeah. Yep. So. Anyway, I think that wraps up today's wonderful episode. Beautiful. Be back here 11 o'clock next week for another Pop off. Pop off. Ooh, that was of an episode. (laughs) So see you everybody next week. I'm Brendan Sanders. Brody Kaiser, have a good weekend. Austin Arquette, and let's go to the March Madness. Bye bye.